0: favorite like thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know we got to do a new segment I'm so excited to talk about it on pod because I think we should make a sound effect for it
0: yeah maybe the audience be like what sound effect do you want for our new segment yeah that's a good idea we should do a, a user engaged um Instagram poll well speaking of user engaged um I'm engaged meaning I'm wide awake and ready to talk about alias on our podcast room 47 yes oh. that was good long walk. It, long walk.
1: it was a really long walk this week yeah <laughs> but i didn't interrupt so no, you didn't but you wanted to but i did i really did I wanted how are you to. doing maureen i'm doing great i went to a farm yesterday uh in oregon and i ate a lot of treats so i feel good and i saw animals Yay, that sounds so nice. It looked like you got,
0: you and the in, in your family had a really cute day. Yeah, it was, an, it was a lovely day with me and my girls. We had a nice time. Oh, it's a lovely day with them because I love them so
1: much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Olive couldn't come. She wasn't allowed. Thank God. Yeah, but that makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. I did see, um, and I've noticed that COVID has made me like less friendly. Mm-hmm which is fine um, because, you know, don't touch me or come near me, COVID, whatever. But I noticed a little kid, um, like absolutely, maybe like two or three years old, like ate dirt right in front of me and Mike. We were just like standing there waiting to get on a hayride and a little kid wiped out face first. I did not help and I did not try. I was just like, "Hmm, someone come get your germ pile. I'm not touching this kid. Someone come (laughs) get this kid.
0: (laughs) Your germ pile with legs. <laughs> yeah,
1: someone come get you germs. Okay, come get your offspring. First of
0: all, he ate shit, and that is the funniest thing because I mm-hmm. think it's really funny when people fall, but then I immediately go and help them. No, I like when little kids fall because they're like rubber, you know. No. That yes. Okay.
1: See what you mean? Yeah. Is that <laughs> I have my head is so misshapen. <laughs> I can't wait to to go to edit this audio in a few days and be like, well, so I guess our pre-show banter is how we like to watch little kids fall down. Oh, so, is not like other podcasts. Yeah, we're different. We're, we're a unique breed.
0: Oh my God. And speaking of a unique breed, this week's episode starts with that crazy Russian hat again.
1: <sighs> yeah. I Also, I think we need to talk about the name of this week's episode because for the first time in history... I caught a forty-seven reference on Alias, and to be fair,
0: it was the title of the episode. Mm-hmm. It was, so, but I did still catch it. It is sort of like being I won the Super Bowl, but I never played.
1: Yeah, I won the Super Bowl, but I'm on the Eagles. <laughs> I got them. I don't know. Go Bert. I love the sports metaphors.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about football. I know a lot lot about football, though. Yeah, but not about football. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you know about football, not football. Okay, so the beginning (laughs) of the
1: episode,
0: Sydney is running through like a garment factory because there's like mannequins everywhere and she's in her big Russian hat. And she sends a mannequin down an elevator to distract her from that goon that was like chasing her from the last episode. And he's like shooting at the elevator as it's coming down thinking he's got her. But it was just a distraction and she fights him off. And like Dixon, of course, has to save her life and like shoots a guy.
1: I like that Dixon is like as he's dropping Sydney back off at her house, I think she's like, thanks, Dixon. And he's like, anytime. Like he just (laughs) drove her to the airport when really like saved
0: her from being murdered. (laughs) It is so weird. And again, we have to mention that he can literally do open heart surgery. So anything is possible with Dixon. That is so true.
1: We we cannot forget that we have to. It has to be a thread throughout our pod that he did open heart surgery in like episode five,
0: literally episode five in a moving car. That it's still so crazy that that happened. <laughs> so, Will leaves Jenny's after staying the night, and like imagine having Sarah shy in bed and being uninterested and distracted. I was dying through this scene because as Sarah shy is just like gorgeously lit.
1: A theme in this episode is that Brad's eye is, like, so fucked up and bloodshot, and I can see it in this scene, and I'm just, like, staring at him looking, like, distracted and not interested in Sarah shy as she's like, Oh, well, I can't <laughs> <laughs> to
0: wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I didn't notice his eye at all. Maybe it's because, like, I've seen these episodes too much, but... I think that
1: I don't know if it was a, a choice because, like, he gets punched in the face later on. And I, I'm not sure, but his eyes are so fucked up this whole episode. They're bloodshot all along the sides.
0: Damn, I'm going to have to go back and look. Yeah. Um. So we find out that Will is receiving something called the Kaplan Award for writing some article that we don't care about and jenny wants to celebrate him but he makes an excuse not to aka because he calls sydney the one that he actually wants to celebrate with yeah Um, which is like
1: i feel really bad for jenny a lot but in this scene specifically they clearly do that close-up on her face where she can figure out that he's inviting someone else
0: yeah she looks gorgeous. yeah Uh, Sarah Shai in the way.
1: (laughs) Sit on my face, Sarah Shai. What if we make a petition? Whitehouse.gov slash petitions. Remember those? I'm going to make a petition. Sarah Shai, come on our podcast and then come on my face. I'm going to delete this. I'm going to cut this all out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maureen. God, we sound like horny men. We are horny men. This is the Joe Rogan podcast. Thank you
1: guys for tuning in. (laughs) What's up, pussies? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, um, so Sloan then informs Jack about Will visiting McNeil in prison. And Sloan is like, you told me he wasn't someone to worry about, but you were wrong. And now we need to kill him. Um, but Jack implores that Will can't die. And again, he convinces Sloan to let him take care of it. And Sloan very tellingly is like, there are some truths Sydney can't know. Which like.
1: You know, I mean, so as I'm watching this, I'm like, there are five seasons of this show. I know we're going to find out more stuff, obviously. But so ominous, Arvin. We literally just found out that her mom was, uh, I almost said CIA. <laughs> her, her mom was in the CIA. Her mom, uh, yeah, we literally just found out about her mom. And then Arvin's like popping pills with his broken ass finger.
0: <laughs> Not even broken finger. It was literally detached from him. <laughs> like, um, I just thought like gave the, me the the, finger. <laughs> there are like some truths that Sydney can't know. Meaning, I think that was Sloane's way of saying to Jack she can't know the truth about SD6. But is that a power play? Right. Because he already suspects, but he doesn't. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Well, guess we'll have to tune in next week to find out. <laughs> if I don't know. Um, so then Sydney is in sweats right out of the shower. Absolutely not. An attack on you and your family. Absolutely. Don't have time for it. Mm-mm. I'm lonely as it is. <laughs> so, Fran- Speaking of lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So Francie is sad about her wedding and Charlie. And the girls decide to commiserate over still wearing their rings and then they take them off together feminism and friendship lesbians baby lesbians am i right we're all right thinking here. it <laughs> sorry <laughs> i talked over you no, i like God, i wish i you know 2025 alias there might be there might be more gay stuff could be could be more gay stuff bill is at work and a mailman plants a listening device on him if you can believe it save the post office yeah so who
1: is this woman like have we ever seen her before she just shows up in the scene and is
0: british yeah she was in an earlier episode because she's always like will what are you doing he's like <laughs> hold this envelope for me if i die blah 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 she's like will i'm a lot longer than you and you're a wanker <laughs> I like that. She's always like that. She's always like Will. <laughs> yeah, I, do,
1: I was like, who are you? And why are you complaining about the Lion King and cake? And she kissed him. And so I was like, we should definitely know who you are. But I did not recognize her.
0: What I remember, I think she's shown up before. If not, I'm just remembering what I already know about future episodes. So I'm confusing myself. But she mm-hmm. po- this isn't the last time you see her. But it is more so just a character for Will to... It's, a, it's like a so like another person to get murdered. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> another person that Will is going to have accidentally killed. Awesome.
0: Yeah. hmm 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 So at SD6, Sloan informs everyone that Ivanov's body was delivered to K-Directorate and it was frozen in a crate of cod. Delicious love um and then the k-director second in command is being held by sark so if sark and the man don't get the rambaldi artifact as sloan says quote they should be expecting more fish in saint petersburg okay this is
1: straight up somebody was like how do we get a swimming with the fishes reference in here <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, real little literal about it they cut him up and put him in cod <laughs> literally <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So uh, then they move on to Sark and sort of like unpacking him. And so Marshall, by studying Stark, Sark's, excuse me, Marshall learned by studying Sark's speech patterns that he's most likely spent a lot of time in Galway. <laughs> like, what a nerd. This is <laughs> such, a, such a Gina moment. I'm so excited to talk about this because this is
1: something that both of us. Absolutely nerd the fuck out over anything like linguistic. Obviously, we stay on this podcast week after week doing horrible accent work,
0: but we do <laughs> love accents. <laughs> it's just fascinating. And the fact that like the linguistics department and Marshall at, at the CIA or at sc 6 are so smart that they can like pick out letters and speech products and be like, this guy is from Ireland, but this specific place where a lot of young Americans go. And get drunk for the first time. (laughs) I really do feel like Marshall in this scene, especially,
1: is our son. Um, And and I'll elaborate, he is our collective son, you and I, because in addition to like sharing his nerd fact of the week, something else that I love about Marshall is every time they cut to him in one of these like tense meetings, he's always doing like a few minutes of stand up.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm sorry that was not intentional no that's okay I thought you were laughing and then I looked at you and you were going like this and I was like it doesn't look good I'm sorry I'm
1: sorry no it's okay I just love it I love that he takes every opportunity to sort of like tell a few jokes in his workplace very me can relate it's I like almost want him to like pull out a little moleskin notebook and be like, what else? What else? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny.
0: <laughs> That's, I really love that. And he's our son. I'm he's a- our large son. Being why you like Marshall now more than I do. I get that. I love him. Yeah. He's our uh, son, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> so um, then we move on to Sydney and Vaughn and they're having their little meet cute. And they're talking about Rambaldi and they're having this adorable story about Vaughn's Aunt Trish. I know, so cute. <laughs> also, like, a hair flip boyfriend looking <gasps> gorgeous in this scene. Okay, so Jean-Pierre, mon ami. I am a giant lesbian, but he is, like,
1: he's just so freaking cute. He's so fucking cute. What a dreamboat. What a dreamboat. I know, he really is. He's, like, such a little handsome. Every week when I'm trying to think what I'm going to put on the Instagram, I'm just like, should I just post a picture of Vaughn with a bunch of like emoji hearts around it
0: because that's really how I feel every week. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. But again, what I really liked about this because like it shows this thing in their hashtag friendship hashtag relationship hashtag at the end yeah uh, that they really like sort of docking information for, of, about each other in their brains. so like the same way that Vaughn is always like when he when he heard who Francie was and he was like, Francie. Sydney does that with Aunt Trish. So it's like they make this mental note to remember important things about each other or cute things about each other. And it's just, woo, it's a lot. It's a love language, especially for spies. Yeah, and like, it—it it is a weird love language of mine too. And I think that's why I appreciate it. Because I just like, I love knowing stuff about people that I love. Yeah,
1: and because you're a spy. Hey. Whoops, imagine. <laughs>
0: It's like said in our pod. So crazy. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> sorry, so sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> She's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not the doctor back.
1: <laughs> no, 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 not this again. Not this again.
0: So Sydney has to get the pay the pick oh god. <laughs> All right. So Sydney has to get pictures of the pages because no one really knows what the fuck Rambaldi's pages even mean, specifically the literal blank one. So, Vaughn wants Sydney to call Sloan's wife, Emily, and devise a plan to go visit her at the house and plant a bug. And obviously, Sydney's like, dude, my friend has cancer and you want me to use her? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> they get into a legit little fight. They get into a little tiff here. They really do. They really do. So Sydney is like, this is a moral dilemma for me. And Vaughn is like, oh, now we're going to talk about morality?
0: Yeah, exactly. I was like, ooh, spicy. And on today of all days, when the CIA failed to take over Bolivia and the socialists won the election. Really, really tense times at the CIA. (laughs) Guys, I'm going to get killed in my sleep. Yeah, you got to be careful. I'm going to cut that part out. Yeah, you better. Um, CIA coups, are, we don't talk about those on no, pod. <laughs> no, we can't talk
1: about coups on pod. Not again. Our sponsors won't kill us. <laughs> Speaking of um, better help. No. <laughs> you better go get help, girl. CIA is coming for your ass.
0: <laughs> C- better help. help. Girl, we can't help you. <laughs> the CIA is after your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah they get in a fight but eventually sydney's like fine yeah fuck you and she calls she like leaves emily a voicemail also she uh says on that voicemail um are you
1: busy or sleeping which is how i start every single phone call
0: <laughs> that's honestly kind of, that's kind of fair
1: hey, are you busy or sleeping
0: <laughs> oh busy sleeping <laughs> Busy sleeping. <laughs> Honey. Blood just pours out of both of our <laughs> eyes. <laughs> God, the cackles. Um, so Will then visits McNeil and he tells him about Alain Christophe. And basically there's a bunch of companies that use McNeil's tech. And there's 18 companies specifically that are run by this one man who just so happens to be former CIA and ran counterintelligence at Langley. And the jail boys are getting very smug because they they think they figured out the whole SD6 thing. But then Will is driving home and gets run off the road and kidnapped. And when he's
1: kidnapped, they say, resist and you die. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Oh, this is why you should leave the spying to the spies, baby. Sydney's in Tunisia. Yeah, Sydney's in Tunisia. And absolutely tag yourself because I'm the baguette with the knife sticking out of it on the table in front of this mobster.
0: <laughs> that makes me laugh so hard.
1: Same. Hashtag same. Hashtag at the end, same.
0: <laughs> More importantly, though, it is Maureen's favorite segment, I and mean, maybe even mine. Oh, I get the well. <gasps> Wig of the Week, do you have one this week? Because I left this up to you because you know I have
1: one. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes, Wig of the Week this week is a short, choppy, blonde fantasy. It kind of reminded me of the American Girl doll kit, but that is not the direction that I took. Instead, this wig's name is Irina. Um, Irina is a civil engineer with a passion for wildlife and all things outdoors. You can read that in her bio as she is recently happily divorced. Um, she had a bad high school experience, but she doesn't let that define her. And she's currently in the process of buying her first horse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is it a Palomino? It, what kind of horse? It's a rescue.
1: <laughs> From the goo factory? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure she didn't go through Karen, the- close Karen, Karen,
0: close your ears. Karen, close your
1: ears. <laughs> Karen. Wait, yesterday at the farm, speaking of horses, there was this um, uh, brown and white spotted horse and this little kid in front of me kept calling it a cow. And eventually uh, a girl, maybe like a year or two older, turned to him and went, it's actually a horse. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike looked at that little kid and pointed to me. <laughs> I was like, that is me. <laughs> that is you a billion it's times. It's actually a horse. Stupid actually a horse yeah um she was a bitch what a fucking cunt no i'm just kidding (laughs) she was like she was like six yeah so arena um i originally named her katya but you know i figured that was too on the nose with their whole russian thing so i picked a um a
0: deeper cut russian name what's so crazy i can't even why did the fact that you picked this name is bone chilling to me but i can't tell you why (gasps) genuinely I was like, really? Of all the names, that's what she picked. Yeah, I literally Googled popular Russian names two so thousands. that is an incredibly important name, but that's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm.
1: I wonder if that's Sydney's mom's real name.
0: I don't know. Gina won't give me any clues. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. So Sydney, so Sydney's on the boat, and she she like she plays her way onto the boat by like this being this. I think she's speaking Arabic. But they speak Russian, so she's like, uh, da, 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 "Da da 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 gasoline." <laughs> so anyway, she uses that as the excuse to jump on the boat, and she's like spraying a, a bunch of the goons to knock them out. Eventually, she gets to the Russian version of Tony Soprano, <laughs> and like previously kicks seen in. with a loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah, previously seen with a loaf of bread, Russian Tony Sopranov or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, has the briefcase attached to him that has the pages in it and um, she knocks him the fuck out and takes pictures of the pages.
1: Um, Also, it's documents, baby. I love that this show consistently right. gives me what I want, which is old documents that look like they were burned on the edges by like a PA in the props department.
0: Yeah, those those documents are, they just like look old. Yeah, a little bit old. That's why they call them pages. I like when, Very men, dramatic.
1: and then that guy gets on the boat, that like big, muscly guy. I love, I, I really wanted to talk to you about this. I love when men are so <laughs> muscly that they can't move. You know what I mean? When they look like this. <laughs> yeah. They're top heavy. It reminds me of, um, I don't know, it just like I, there's something about it that's so so funny to me. Like there I know that it should be scary cuz they're like tough and could kill me or whatever, but every time I see a man who like can't turn his head cuz his neck is so thick, I think, I think that's so funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thick neck. Yeah, my dad my dad had a huge neck and I apparently now I feel like I have a huge neck. You do not have a huge
1: neck. And what I'm talking about my is dad, not like a yeah, like not like a genetically, you know, the thick
0: a yeah, like a
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: podcasting, famously a visual medium. <laughs> 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 you look like not the hambler girl. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sydney manages to hijack the boat after she takes pictures of the pages for Vaughn and escapes before Sark arrives. And he looks he really looks mad. Bad, right? yeah. Looks really mad. Um, so kidnappers then beat the shit out of Will. Um, and they end up playing recordings of him, of him from the jail. And the guy talking to him looks very familiar. As soon as the...
1: Even through the voice coder, I was like, oh, it's Jack. Because of, like, the the timbre and the rhythm in which he speaks. Especially, like, we've talked about it on this pad before. I feel like Victor Garber and Jennifer Gardner are on a whole other level in terms of acting. So sometimes when they're acting with people who are maybe not as British, you could tell right away.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like you can tell when someone went to theater school versus like acting school. Yes. Yeah, when
1: someone went to theater school or just has been like hustling in LA going to auditions since they
0: were 19. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like Miss Jen. Like Miss Jen. Um. So then Jack is like, look, fuckface, do you want to die? Because a lot of innocent people have died. And it was kind of shading him for like being a part of that. And the fact that this is Will's only warning kind of like settles it for him and he gets knocked the fuck
1: out. Yeah, and before Jack absolutely levels him onto the ground, and again, Will doesn't know that that's Jack. He's in a disguise and has a voice coder and all of that stuff. But he shows, Jack shows Will pictures of like his loved ones, so shows him like pictures of his parents, and then shows him a picture of Sydney. And Sydney is the moment where Will goes, "Stop, stop! I can't take it! I can't take it! Okay, I won't. I won't continue. I won't say anything." Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, Jack, even through that ski mask, is making a face that's like, "Yeah,
0: that's what I fucking thought." <laughs> that's, what I fucking, that's what I fucking thought. <laughs> What's up, pussy? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> completely not. I just like thinking about it again. <laughs> What up, pussies? <laughs> it's Big
1: Marine and the Jizz. <laughs> Spelled with a G. Yeah. <laughs> Is it giz or jizz? It's jizz, bro. Come on. <laughs> I want I want a keyboard sound effect thing right now. So bad. Just like a whistle and, like and
0: marrow. Have. I wish we have?
1: We can get our hot um, producer to do it. That's true. Who's our hot producer, Olive? I think like on a previous episode, we we made up a fake producer and we gave them a name, but I can't remember what it was.
0: Well, we fired her clearly. Yeah, so. well, she's
1: been fired because she fucking sucked at her job.
0: <laughs> so then Emily calls Sydney and invites her and a friend over for dinner. Vaughn then gives Sydney a paperclip bug to put in Sloan's office and again mentions that the blank page is the thing that they need to worry about and... That this blank page was number forty-seven. So even they're starting to pick up a little bit on like the number
1: forty-seven. It's a forty-seven alert. It's a new segment that I'm gonna make up and put over here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: forty-seven. <laughs> so gang. Fake, sorry, go ahead. They're gonna make a switch. The fake blank page. But for now, they need Sydney to plant the bug. Also, someone is a little curious about whom S- Sydney is bringing to dinner. <laughs> okay, a certain
1: which brings us to Gina's favorite segment. Base no, no, no. The, our boy from the week is a oh, different. Oh, you're one. right. I wrote right here. No, right? Question mark? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. <it>? Right
0: now? <laughs> uh, what'd you say? Yes. Okay. No. Got it. No. Now. <laughs> yes. Now. Go. <laughs> Yeah. Go as in stop. Thank you. So
1: <laughs> yeah, Vaughn's face when he asks her who she's bringing is so fucking cute,
0: dude. It like really makes my heart happy. Cause he's trying to be a good friend, but also be jealous. Yeah, it's cute. So yeah. cute. Yeah. So that person is obviously Will, and he wakes up in a creepy warehouse, and Sydney is calling him about it. So Will ends up calling Jenny to pick him up from the middle of nowhere. And he dumps her and then she dumps his ass on the road. Like, good, good for her.
1: Yeah. Good for her. Also,
0: like, again,
1: imagine not wanting to date Jenny. What a stupid
0: fucking idiot you would have to be. Yeah. And then he's like, Sydney's not my assistant. You work for me. What a fucking dick. Dick so jenny like in the
1: car says uh well why didn't you call sydney you know to pick you up on the side of the road because i just fucking drove all the way out here to get your ass if you were just gonna break up with me and will says sydney's not my assistant you work for me how gross and so gross it does like bring me back to why i hate will so much and i feel like i've been really chill about will the past few episodes (laughs) but I fucking hate him and you know what he's such a little piece of shit how dare you you start sleeping with your assistant and now you're gonna hold that over her head fuck you you dick Mm -hmm. also he's a jerk and good for Jenny and you know what I wish I could talk to Jenny right now be it she is a fictional character but like if she were a person I would be like you know what Jenny everybody dates losers in their 20s Everybody does. And in a few years, you're going to be having a gorgeous glass of wine with your best friend. And she's going to say, remember that fucking loser you dated when you worked at that newspaper? What was his name? Brad, it doesn't matter. And you're going to laugh and laugh and laugh and just be like, I remember those days. What a loser. And Will will be dead because he's not going to leave SC6 alone. She'll be face deep
0: in Shane's pussy. (laughs)
1: Goodbye to you. Goodbye to you to you to right now.
0: I just unplugged my computer from the wall. <laughs> so, Sydney meets with Vaughn and Jack, and Sloan brought the book home before it's on its way to Germany because apparently Germans are better at science. I love that one. I love that line so much. <laughs> a pretty heavy sentence too for a lot of reasons but we're not going to unpack it now Mm, no 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 no. (laughs) do it um they need sydney to make a switch at the blank page like we've mentioned so vaughn says that the cia has come up with this bitchin lipstick that's actually a de-scrambler for the safe in sloan's office which first of all bitchin who says that word Bitchin' is um this week's men are pigs
1: yeah, that's exact right. Exact from last week, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. I'm a huge fan of the show, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is why no. like like I wanna be someone who can like go along with the bit, but then I just can't help a scream laugh when my friends say something funny. <laughs> I know.
1: I'm pretty I gotta say, like every once in a while, um despite my um many weeks of improv training. Um, Every once in a while, Mike will say something really funny and I wish that I could go along with the bit, but I just like scream, shout, laugh. I
0: can't help it. I love when my friends are funny. It's so much better that way. Sorry. (laughs) So this actually is more important for another reason because it is actually my favorite segment of the week.
1: Ladies, I know you know it
0: Boyfriend of the week. So, can I? Um, um, let's actually. Could we perform this two-second scene? You yes. Be, you. Do you want to be Vaughn or or Sydney? Who do you want to be? I want to be Vaughn. Okay. Okay. I'll be Sydney. I love Vaughn. Okay. So he goes. So you're taking Will? Yeah. Well, you look really pretty. <laughs>
1: oh you gotta be careful we got close to could you imagine again you gotta be careful with that
0: that's our movie one day honey you gotta gotta cut it out out. gotta cut it out
1: (laughs) i love when he tells her that she looks pretty i was like i literally when i watch this show i feel like i have a crush which i think is really says a lot about their chemistry because i watch a lot of shows where the couples don't make me feel it
0: and remember oh yeah they were fucking or about to start fucking in real life <laughs> I bet actually if
1: we did like a timeline of when they started fucking in real life versus when uh the show is being filmed I bet their chemistry gets worse on camera
0: um hmm I disagree <gasps> sexual I can't They're wait always good together the whole well, story. Whole series? Question.
1: Then I can't
0: wait to keep dripping along next to them. I mean, things get complicated as they always do, but I'm not saying a goddamn thing. (laughs) She's locked up like that vault in Sloan's office. Mm, It's called a safe. That's a reference (laughs) to the show. so So, Sloan's house is fucking massive and truly insane looking like it's very sorry i'm just like it's actually called a safe it's actually called a safe Uh, a vault is a little bit bigger than in the uh movie the italian job (laughs) you know that's my favorite film i know i feel like we've talked about that before
1: didn't we try didn't we watch that together we did. I love that movie. It's I, it's one of my favorite heist movies. That is a fun they drive movie. underwater in a mini, mini Coopers.
0: Coopers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's definitely like ready, set, go. And that's the kind of music that's going. Five million
1: percent. That is the music. Did they reach out to you to record the soundtrack? It sounds like they did honestly i love the italian job and i can't believe that we're talking about it on this podcast and i'm gonna cross out both of our recommendations because now all we're recommending is the italian
0: job um okay so yeah sloan's house is fucking massive and truly insane looking i i personally think he has pretty bad taste for a war criminal yeah it's a little
1: bit like um like olive garden meets uh home goods also <laughs> sorry Yeah, honestly, so Gina's laughing at my notes because this is readers, a little glimpse behind the curtain. This is the first time that we've ever had our notes combined, and my first thought on seeing Emily was, oh my God, does my hair look like that? (laughs) Maury, do you remember in college when you cut your hair really short for the first time? That was an accident and actually a, a crime committed against my head. What? Someone, act, like, you paid for someone to hack your hair off? I was trying to get, like, a, like a long, like, shoulder-length cut, and my um, stylist went a little cuckoo-lulu and gave me a Shirley Temple cut, and it was horrible, and it was also the year that I had a boot,
0: so. Oh, my God. Well, I'm sorry to bring it up.
1: <laughs> it was my, my
0: least sexually appealing time. <laughs> but don't talk to me about being, not being sexually appealing. My eyebrows are not symmetrical today. It's absolutely traumatizing. I don't think that
1: that's really as bad as my
0: uh, grown adult (laughs) Shirley Temple haircut and my boot. (laughs) True. By the way, second week in a row, we've mentioned your boot.
1: By the way, you never told me that I don't look like Emily in this scene. No,
0: well, you don't because her her hair is more of like a perm. Mm, True. It feels ish Like it feels very like heavily... It does feel a little fluffed, Whereas yours is sort of like a natural soft wave curly hair. Okay, I, God, you're so weird. <laughs> Don't tuck it behind your headphones. <laughs> like the headphones are here, you Anna green creepies.
1: <laughs> it's crazy too, because if only the listeners could see some of the ways that I roll up to this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, we should keep going. Yeah. So, we should record our podcast. <laughs> it's so weird that Will is there, obviously for like a million of reasons. Yep. Um so Sloane brings Sydney to his office and she drops the paperclip bug very easily and then he shows her the book. Um uh, most of Rambaldi's bookslash pages are in code, as we know. Mm-hmm. Which is basically just old Italian. Yep. Which is code for me. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and then he's he gets like very in, intense about. Sorry, I have to burp, burp it out. <clears throat> so he gets he gets very intense about Rambaldi and what Rambaldi means, and he's like, "What did he see, Sydney? What did Rambaldi see?" <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Men
1: have died for this book, (sighs) whatever. Yeah, men have died for this book, a.k.a. I have had men killed for this book. He's like, men have died. It's like, don't separate yourself from that, you little shit. You didn't get it by being like, can I please have that? Also, (laughs) I feel like we need to acknowledge that Sloan in the scene is doing Stanley Tucci drag. It was, yeah, it was a bit Stanley Tucci energy. Those little tiny glasses he's like yeah. you know given a furrowed brow over some
0: paperwork you know it was tooch it was the tooch that's what i called it was <laughs> the tooch in um what the fuck is that <laughs> god gina you're so dumb sometimes. i can edit it together to make it seem like it was one thought <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. yeah fucking fucking cheat lie fucking edit shit <laughs> Internet's not real, man. <laughs> I, so he looks he looked like Stanley Tucci in Julia and Julie or Julie and Julia, whatever the fuck that movie's called with Meryl Streep and Amy Adams. Mm, yes. And, Mar- and like Meryl Streep is Julia Child and then he's the husband. Anyway, this is so irrelevant.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad we got there.
0: <laughs> a lot of long walks on this pod today. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a gorgeous day out, so. <laughs> okay so they're talking at dim they're talking at dinner and then emily is like really into like will's article no write what you wrote because that's funnier (laughs) (laughs) so so will is very popular at the dinner and emily she wants that d e conversation about will's article does that work It does it really works yeah so basically <laughs> this story about a working class Mexican immigrant with an evil boss is used as like an allegory for what like a fucking bastard Sloan is. And it's very heavy-handed, but honey, that's alias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's documents, it's pens,
1: it's mixed metaphors.
0: It's alias, baby. <laughs> it's
1: mixed metaphors.
0: <laughs> so Vaughn then calls uh calls with the Francie diversion and Sydney heads to Sloan's office to make the switch. Um, Sloan is still sizing up Will and Jack goes to get wine, a.k.a. warn Sydney that everything's okay but keep going. Um, and she makes the switch. Um, and then Sloan is like, nah, Jack, not that wine. Let me go to the office uh, just as Sydney is closing up her mission. Um, Jack is like,
1: um, I don't know, I I feel like he is not chill in this scene at all. Like I've seen him do things like chop off Sloan's finger with
0: relative ease and in this scene he's like
1: i'll get the wine
0: i'll go get it yeah sydney is literally the only person he actually loves truly Truly. yeah so it's like it's really cool that you picked up on that actually because it's like oh yeah like he can't really necessarily always be good at his job because his job is often saving his one cherished thing his daughter yeah which is i feel like new for him too Mm-hmm. yeah exactly and you can see him like getting used to those feelings mm-hmm. in- um <laughs> you have to read that last note That's <laughs> I'm so glad we started doing this know, it's funnier <laughs> so Sloan
1: didn't believe her about Francis. he definitely did not it, that was very obvious when he walked into the room I literally gasped as soon as I saw him I was like gay?
0: Toochie gang. Toochie gang. Oh. oh, my God. So the next day, Jack and Sloan talk Will, and Jack's like, it's handled. Sloan's like, it's not. So Sloan says that Will keeps calling McNeil. So Sloan sent someone to listen to Will at the jail. So if he talks, he's dead right there. Um, so at the jail, at the, here we go. All right. So at the jail, Will basically breaks up with McNeil. And SD6 doesn't have to kill him. It's a very long winded scene, but like he's basically fine. And Jack was listening the whole time. um, So he's definitely relieved too. Yeah.
1: Will does reveal a lot to McNeil, like way more than I thought. I thought he was going to just show up and be like, I'm out and then be done. But he reveals a lot (laughs) to him. And McNeil is like, if you publish this, they can't touch you, and you'll live on forever in your newspaper. It's like, no girl, no one even reads newspapers anymore. That is so true. I completely missed
0: how ridiculous that yeah, is. Yeah, I was. I
1: mean, I get why McNeil is desperate because he's in jail, rotting away. But also, I was like, dear Will, uh, you shouldn't have even gone to the fucking jail. You should have ghosted him.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I just noticed too is like Will went through two breakups in this episode, and it's really interesting. <clears throat> like the first breakup. It clearly felt and meant nothing but this breakup is like i don't actually want to do this yeah it's weird it's like his passion for work is like the actual unrequited love and oh my and god And they could have given him sorry let me let me get hit off this bowl right quick <laughs> <laughs> what is what a crazy like what, sometimes listeners i i say words and i'm like who is she i'm like who is this
1: omnipotent fucking <laughs> genius <laughs>
0: So the CIA has figured out how to read the Rambaldi document and we can't see it, but Vaughn is looking at the decoded page and he's in total fucking shock. So immediately he meets with Sydney. She like was like, Oh, I got here as fast as I could. So the vial of liquid that was attempted stolen from SD6 was actually used on the blank page to reveal the page's context. And while Vaughn is sort of
1: like gearing up to tell Sydney about what he is seeing, Sydney can tell that he's holding something back and he's like Feeling really anxious. And so she goes through a gorgeous megawatt smile. Okay, so you're acting really freaky.
0: <laughs> Very that. So much teeth. Honey, babe, what's going on? <laughs> Sweetie. So on the page, surrounded by crazy old Italian words, is a drawing of a woman who looks just like Sydney. Bristow herself, the gag Italian style. <laughs>
1: La gaggarona.
0: <laughs> La momma
1: gagarona. <laughs>
0: oh, no, no, gaggarona. Aspetta. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> gag Italian style. I, I genuinely, it was about an hour ago I did this and I forgot all about this. <laughs> Yeah, when I read the Gagarona on here, I was like, you're so fucking stupid.
1: I'm going to beat you up.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the episode ends with like seemingly Sydney Bristow in an incredibly ancient prophet's pages. And as an ancient Italian prophet yourself, can you give us a little
1: insight into like what those words were on the page? No. <laughs> <laughs> She said, I could tell you, but then I'd have to boil you into a soup and eat you. No, no. Because Streganona is watching me right now. I know she is. She's Stregonona knows when you're sleeping and she knows when you're
0: awake. She knows when you are sleeping. <laughs> she knows when you're awake. Andiamo. <laughs> <laughs> cut that out <laughs> get uh, that out of there maureen well that was the episode when how crazy how how cuckoo looed were you by the ending of that episode when you first saw it i loved it um and i didn't even really
1: realize when i first looked at it that it looked exactly like sydney until they like cut back and forth to her face a hundred times as if to be like see <laughs> it mm-hmm. does look like her <laughs> I love when TV and movies do that, like they think we're fucking idiots. Yeah, well, usually they're right. I mean, I missed the 47 references the other eight times they were on
0: this show. You're 100% correct. Yeah. Oh my God. So that's it. That's the episode. There she goes. Um, Dina, do you have some facts for me? I don't have facts, but we I have something we have to clarify. Yes. In In earlier episodes... Obviously,
1: we don't love Will, right? But we are journalists first and foremost, and that's why we're here today.
0: Yes, according to my BFA from a film school, I am a journalist. Sure. So, <laughs> so we were saying how like there was this crazy article where like Bradley Cooper hated his job so much that he wanted to kill himself, and it was very like it wasn't okay. I, I will say what it was. It was a Huffington
1: Post article that quoted Bradley Cooper who said that being on the set of Alias was horrible for him and that he, in the first episode, I think we talked about this, that he hated it so much that he wanted to like kill himself every day.
0: I did some digging and I didn't realize that he was like a pretty intense alcoholic around the time that like he was like starting his acting career. So Apparently, the reason why he felt that way was because he was suffering from alcoholism and a lot of things related to alcoholism. So I just felt like we needed to clarify that. Yeah. And and you found this on his wiki, right? Yeah. It's like right on his wiki. Yeah. So that so, Brad,
1: um, even though your character Will is still my nemesis uh we're sorry that we dragged your ass through the mud on our first ep and we love you um anyway so maureen do you have any recommend yes i do um this week my recommend is actually strangely not tv or a movie or a podcast but a person uh grace collinschmidt has been absolutely fucking killing me on tiktok and on instagram i think she is uh unbelievably funny and undeniably, like, cute, and I just, like, love her so much, and I recommend that you watch all of her videos and all of her TikToks. I love her, too. She is so funny. Yeah, I really do. I think she's, like, I honestly, I go back to her videos, like,
0: once a day at this point. I love the ones that are, like, girlfriend tag. (laughs) She's, like, she plays both of them. Yeah, question for the
1: lesbians number one why oh you got me
0: <laughs> Why? so funny yeah she's crazy i love her really good recommendation
1: yeah queers amplifying other queers that's all this
0: pod is for and speaking of queers do you know what's your recommend do okay <laughs> i watched harley quinn on hbo max now the reason why I kind of like Harley Quinn was I dated someone who really liked her and I read one of like the, one of the latest like comic books and I had a lot of fun reading it. So I was like, Oh, Harley Quinn. I I liked this book a few years ago. So I put it on the first season on HBO max. It was like, it was okay, but it was fun. And it was like a little bit, I don't know, whatever. The second season though, I feel like they like controlled it a lot better and the writing got better and it was really fun to watch. And it was like actually pretty compelling for a, animated series which like I shouldn't laugh those are very they're very legitimate like animes and and stuff like that but like I I surprised myself like within my own taste but and it also gets really gay in season two so we're, even if it's animated we're always here for that I love that. Well, Maureen, that unfortunately brings us to the end of pod this week. Yeah, which
1: is very sad. Um, but I did just want to do a quick plug. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your podcast apps. It helps other people find the show and makes us feel good that someone cares if we live or die. Follow us on Instagram at Room Forty Seven Pod and listen to new episodes every Thursday wherever you listen to your free podcasts. Good luck in Russia. Bye. Good luck in Russia. Bye. Room 47 is not endorsed by J.J. Abrams, the American Broadcasting Company, Walt Disney Company, Amazon, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment purposes only. Alias and any clips, images, or names are registered trademarks and are copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Room 47 is an Alien Baby production. Crazy. Okay, bye.